You are listening to the New Holstein Sports Podcast, a.k.a. The Pod. We are coming to you from The Closet, where we discuss Husky sports and the biggest topics in the sports world. Our presenting sponsor is The Holy Land Bakery. If life gives you a legendary pie, there is a 100% chance it came from The Holy Land Bakery. This starts now. Pods going up on a Tuesday. Welcome, Pod Fam. This is the Pod Squad. Today we'll bring you our best knowledge regarding circulating topics in the sports world. I'm the hype man. I'm the brain. I'm the life coach. I'm the enthusiast. And this is the, the pod. pod. Hey, folks. Uh, wow. Wow is all I'm going to say. Uh, today is our seventh uh, official podcast, and we have a big one in store for you folks today. We have two guests on the show today. Um, if you've been following us on the social media space out on there on the space webs, you uh, know that uh, today we earlier we re- recorded an interview with none other than ESPN analyst uh, for college basketball, uh, Jay Billis. Uh, we're going to get to that a little bit later, uh, and we're going to talk about how beyond Jack we are um, to do this. And we also have uh, Zach Thiel, former New Holstein alumni, um, a.k.a. Stretch, and uh, we got uh, quite a bit on the agenda today. We got we're going to talk as always about husky sports. We're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA uh, men's basketball. Uh, then we're going to get on to the NFL and kind of playoff stuff. Um, and uh, we're also going to get to always my favorite, the uh, NBA, or otherwise known as the Association. Um, so uh, let's get things started off here. It looks like um, Scott was just showing me how many uh, we have more viewers streaming right now that we yeah. probably ever had. Yeah, that's it's a big upgrade, but actually we're, it's we're tied from the yeah. second one we had. Yeah, it must be yeah, it's got to be get more. or something. Um, so uh, let's start off with talking about Husky basketball, kind of a, a local thing, kind of yeah. our favorite thing. Um, yeah. We've had two big wins here uh, last Friday against uh, Sheboygan Falls and um, last night against uh, St. Mary Springs, kind of a kind of local rival, I guess. Yeah, um, sure. big game for bragging rights. Huge game for bragging. You rights. bet. What do we think about those games, guys? Well, falls just beyond words. I am happy with the way we played. Consistent scoring. We had ten guys or four guys with ten plus points. You will win ball games when you can do that, and it just showed that you know more than just two guys can score. A variety can score. And last night, again, the same thing. More people contributing to the win, not just two people. You bet. Yeah, and they might be on a turnaround here because, you know, they did beat the top key team in the conference. You uh, bet. They were tied for first tied with Valors. Tied for first with Valors. Anyway, mm-hmm. just a, a very good team they beat, and, you know, maybe they're starting to turn things around. And they're going to get on the winning track here. You yeah, I think, I think one thing that helped them win that game against Sheboygan Falls, who came in a very good team after a big loss against Valors, I believe, um, they stepped it up on the defensive side. I believe Sheboygan Falls is only averaging seven turnovers per game. Um, when they came to Nahalstein, I think Nahalstein had ten or fifteen turnovers committed by Sheboygan Falls, so that was a big boost for them to be able to get the ball turned over. Also, I wanted to say that you know our 
field goal percentage is going up, and you know we don't fact check here, but based no, off, just think it's going up. Based off what we've seen, it's it's going up only because we're taking good shots, good shots. And I believe yeah. I can't fact check myself. I don't actually remember if we said that, but we had talked about that a couple weeks ago on the pod about the shot selection. Yeah, and the patience with the, the patience. offense too. And what what I'm I'm most jacked about, guys, is a the defense for the new Holst, new Holstein Huskies boys basketball team, but also the contributions of everybody like Brady, aka the enthusiast, to talk about before. It's everybody coming off the bench and contributing points, defense, steals. It doesn't matter. And the past couple games, we've seen contribution from that entire team. And that's what I think it's going to take to win in this tough conference that is the EWC or the new EWC. Yeah. Again, a tough basketball conference for sure. You got Ron Colley, Valders, Falls, who we just beat. Valders, I actually think, is going to win the conference, um, getting that big win over Falls. So we'll see what happens. You bet. So now we're going to shift into some college basketball. And the moment you've all been waiting for. Well, almost, almost. 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 Hold up. We're going to have some discussions. Hold on a second. We want, I wanna, even though you guys out there can't see this, we have a picture in our agenda. Based off last week, the number one team, Kansas, lost. Number three, Maryland lost. Number eight, Miami lost. 17, Iowa State. I'm not going to keep going on because it's a pretty long list, but there was a total of 16 teams who lost in the top 25 last week. I, I am just beyond words ecstatic for March. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and it started this week again with Oklahoma losing last night and Duke losing for their third straight game. Oh, the Dukies! It's going to be a wild March. We can't pretend we like the Dukies, um, <laughs> even though we just interviewed a uh, legendary Dukie. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's a, such a topsy-turvy um NCAA world this year, uh, and it, it, you're right. It, it's so so jacked for March. Uh, you know, we everybody we've talked to our discussions and ourselves. I mean, we don't have. Uh, you know, you're going to hear a little bit about this on the interview with Jay Billis, but we don't really have this dominant team. You know, where it's easy to pick like Final Four. So, I mean, we're going to have brackets getting busted. But mine usually does anyway. So I guess it's going to be nothing new for me. But right. most people. Um, Used to to winning, um, but tough yeah. week for Michigan State though. Two oh, losses, man. one ho- at home versus Iowa, just getting destroyed, and then heading to uh, Madtown where they ended Bucky. up losing as well. Bucky finally that getting a big win, last minute shot yes, by your boy Ethan Hap. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, but so what does this mean for Wisconsin Badgers basketball? Are they? I mean, they they have quality wins against Syracuse and Mar- uh, Michigan State and VCU and VCU. You know what does this mean? You know, we we think they're done. I uh, I think okay. So yes, they did beat Michigan State, but I think they're going to need uh, s- definitely some more wins against ranked opponents like Iowa, um, Indiana, Indiana, Maryland, uh, Maryland. All those teams, they're going to need at least one, if not two, of those wins to be impressive. And also, if they do make a deep run in the Big Ten tournament, say the championship game. I do think they have a pretty n- good shot yeah. at going to the tournament. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Badger fan. I love the Badgers, as you guys all know. But I- I'm sorry, I just don't see it happening this year for the the tournament. Wow. I don't see them making it to False. the tournament. I mean, yes, they They're played going. a good game. They played a good game Sunday, but that's that's the thing. They only play good games here and there. They they have to be more consistent, and they're not finding it. But I will say. I am impressed by Bronson Koenig, and I hope he can keep that alive. Because if he can, 
I do feel that this team will win more games. Right, yeah. I feel like that's something that uh, Badger fans have been waiting for all year. You know, uh, Bronson Cannon having such a, a decent year last year um, to, to and now finally picking it up. But this may be what the Badgers need. You know, maybe we just wait to see how they play next game, and this could be a turnaround, kind of like we've been talking about the new Holstein boys having. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, folks, the moment you've all been waiting for, we're going to get to the Jay Bellis interview. Now, I want to I wanna say that the first question we did ask him is, you know, what team he thinks is number one in college basketball right now or what team he thinks um, should be number one or will win it all. So here comes, folks, the moment you've all been waiting for. I tend to think it's the best team, and the team that has the best chance to win the whole thing is North Carolina. They've got, in my judgment, the best personnel, they're the deepest, and, uh, and I think they've got the best opportunity to win the whole thing. But there's a little bit of a year that we've had in the last few where there aren't any truly dominant teams, so uh, I don't feel as comfortable this year saying, okay, here are the teams that I think are going to make the Final Four, whereas last year I, I felt pretty comfortable saying that in, in January. So, Jay, Joel Berry right now coming to play. Marcus Page, what's going on with him? Well, Marcus Page is a great player. Uh, big Joel Berry come in and become healthier uh, than he was last year and is playing really good basketball. So he's the point guard. That allows Marcus Page to work off the ball. And I think Marcus had a really good year. He's done a good job. He's injured early on, which is difficult uh, to adjust to. But uh, when he came back, I think that made North Carolina really yeah, and the uh, play of Kennedy Meeks and uh, Bryce Johnson right now, it's its looking pretty good from their play. Yeah, Bryce Johnson's a you know, player of the year candidate. You know, not many guys in, in their careers are ever going to have a chance to score 39 points and have 23 rebounds in game. You know, only one other player in Carolina history has done that. That's Billy Cunningham. So he's in select company there. But he's having a great year. You know, he's one of the big reasons I think North Carolina is the best team. All right, uh, next question here. Uh, this is Seth Nielsen. I'm actually a teacher here. Uh, I do the podcast with the boys. Um, being big Badger fans, you know, obviously from Wisconsin, uh, do you think the Badgers will make the NCAA tournament? They'll be close, but I think they've got a good opportunity. Uh, you know, I think Ethan Happ is getting better, and Nigel Hayes has done a, a good job of late. And he's a, they're all adjusting a few goals, and, uh, and it's difficult. And then with, with Orion, starting the years that coach and then quitting, that's not an easy thing to deal with. And so I think they've done a pretty good job, and great guards are really good uh, coach. And you know, so I think now that they've got some continuity toward the end, going toward the end, that they'll be in a good position. But there are a lot of good teams out there. They've uh, you know, they had some problems earlier in the year, losing some games. So they're going to have to continue to win. That win over Michigan State was a great step forward. Absolutely. They're going to have to keep building on it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Mr. Willis, Skyler Firestone here. Uh, you know, seeing like the Big East and the SEC and the ACC, also the Big Ten, what is your take on, you know, the best conference in college hoops right now? I think it's the Big 12. Uh, the Big 12 has the best teams at the top, and then they've got a, an incredible uh, balance of really good teams. There's, there's, there are no layup games in that, that league. Uh, you can't have a breeder. So, you know, the breeder's going to be... You know, Texas Tech and TCU, those teams can, can beat just about anything. They're really, really good teams. And then I think the ACC would be next. Uh, so I'd go big 12 ACC. Yeah, it's West Virginia right now, even though losing at Oklahoma the other night by two points, is this Bob Huggins' year? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they're that good. I think they're a good team. Um, they're a very good team. So they, they're capable of beating anybody. 
Uh, they, they don't score efficiently. They wind up having to press and score a lot off their defense. But, uh, they can they can make things really difficult. They force the most turnovers, and they, they have the, high, the best turnovers in the country. Um, yeah, I saw them lose earlier in the year to Virginia, where Virginia's able to control the tempo and not turn the ball over in the second half. But they're very, very good. I don't look at this as, as being one of Bob Huggins' best teams. I think that they've got better teams. Uh, throughout his career, but, uh, but this is awfully, this team's awfully good. And in this, in this season, they're capable, they're certainly capable of reaching the final four. Who do you think is the best team in the Big 12 as of right now? Kansas. I think Kansas is the deepest and, uh, and I think it will prove out to be the best team. Uh, you know, it's an open question because there's so many other good ones. So, yeah, if you get an injury, if you don't play well, if you don't play well in that league, there's no question about it. Perry Ellis is having a great year this year, looking very good. They've had a great career, uh, but they've got a bunch of players. Like Perry may be their most consistent scorer. He's certainly their best uh, best big guy. But, uh, you know, Frank Mason's uh, maybe their most valuable player. And then Wayne Selden is having uh, his best year. He's doing everything that uh, I think people have wanted him to do. That uh, his talent is suggested to be capable of doing. So he's had a great year. Uh, they're, they're, they're very, very good. They, they, they'll have a great opportunity to win a Big 12 title. Hello, Mr. Bass. This is uh, Colin Schultz here. We're going to stick with the Big 12, and I'm going to ask you, do you think a Big 12 team will make the Final Four this year? I do, but, uh, but you know, it wouldn't shock me if it didn't happen. But, yeah, I do, I do think uh, a team like uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, you've got, you've got teams of that caliber, I think absolutely uh, at least one team from Big 12 will make it. Another question for you. Who are your top five players in college basketball right now? Well, I mean, I would put Buddy Heald of Oklahoma, uh, Ben Simmons of LSU, uh, Chris Dunn of uh, Providence. Um, I don't think who else I would put up there. Um, Denzel Valentine of Michigan State, and then probably Jerry Budoff of, uh, of Iowa would, would come to mind off the top of my head as, as guys that I would put in the top five. What about guys like uh, Bryce Alford, Tyler Uless, Damian Lee? Any of those guys come to mind? Well, they come to mind, but they come to mind after the one that has name. All right, Mr. Bryce, we're going we're gonna to get into Duke here, and it's a big topic to discuss right now because, you know, losing the Clemson, Notre Dame, and Syracuse, how does this affect their season, and, you know, are they going to get back on track? Well, yeah, I think they will. I mean, the good news for them is that they were in each one of those games that had a chance to win each one of them. It's not like they were badly beaten or... You know, didn't have a chance to win. They games that went down the last possession. So, you know, Mike Krzyzewski said they're a, a limited team and uh, they don't have a lot of heart for air. That's been proven. But, uh, but I, I, I don't write them off in any way, shape, or form. I think they're still, still very, very good and have a, a, a really good opportunity to, to continue to get better. But they don't have a lot of depth and they don't rebound as well as they need to be, uh, to be an elite. Because Emil Jefferson is hurt right now, I'd, I'd, I'd like to assume a little bit, you know. But guys like Kennard, now he actually started last night's game. He didn't have any points. But the game before that against Notre Dame was pretty big in his uh, point of view. Yeah, he's a really good player. So they, they've got some pieces. But, uh, you know, when you have young players, sometimes they're up and down. So I think they're going to have to open the long haul. It'll all shake out, though. And I think they're a turn. Awesome, awesome. Thanks uh, for your comments about Duke. Uh, now we kind of uh, want to get into the WIA, which is why we called you. We were sitting here doing our podcast last Tuesday, like 
literally beforehand freaking out about and laughing about all the awesome tweets that you sent out um, and kind of trolling the uh, WIA. Uh, how did you find out about this kind of thing that happened with uh, the girl from Hilbert being suspended? You know, just first off, I guess, just tell us how you kind of came about it, uh, social media, what have you. I found out the same way everybody else did. I read about it, and uh, when I read about it, my first reaction was to laugh because uh, it was, you know, my judgment, well-intentioned. I mean, they're really good people with WIA. And, uh, they want to do the right thing. It's just kind of over-regulating something that doesn't need to be regulated in that fashion. Games are supposed to be fun, and I think each school can, uh, with their own administration, can determine where their line is. And if anybody crosses it, they can deal with it that way. I just don't look at things the same way as, uh, as the folks there did. Look, they, they, they were awfully thin-skinned about it. Uh, most of the people were, you know, they treated it as outrage when it was just a bunch of people making fun of them. And, uh, and that's, that's really the extent of it from my, my end. I was just kind of making fun of something that they didn't make fun of. Yeah, uh, did you uh, take an interest in it, you know, obviously just to make fun of it, but because you're such a uh, huge basketball and sports fan and kind of like to see the atmospheres in sports arenas and ad games be uh, intense, loud, home field advantage type thing, uh, does that play into uh, your interest, I guess, in the story at all? Not really, no. I don't, you know, if, if Wisconsin wants their high school games to be conducted in silence, that's up to them. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't go to Wisconsin high school. But, you know, I, I've had, I have kids that went to, went to high school. I went to high school. I know what, how much fun games can and should be, and they're, they're wonderful events. And, uh, and you gotta let, you gotta let fans have fun. And, uh, I don't, I don't understand why you'd want to legislate fun out of it, pretend that that's sportsmanship. It's not. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you you teach people sportsmanship in a lot of different ways. You don't teach it by banning uh, the the phrase "airball." Um, like, you know, little, little kids that compete, they don't want to keep score as if somehow they're not going to know that they've won or lost. It's that kind of stuff. Yes, uh, I don't think they went about it the right way, and I think they learned a lot of learned a lot about how to handle it. And uh, but we all got a good laugh out of it while through the process, and that was a good thing, too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was, it was quite funny. Um, do you think, like, a lot of this, you know, uh, negative press towards the WIA could have been avoided had they just maybe sent out an email about, hey, just a reminder, we do want to curb kind of negative chants and not really, I mean, you mentioned the airball chant and all this other stuff. Do you think they would have avoided a lot of this had they not maybe put a list of chants out and just said we want to uh, curb negative behavior? I think they could have avoided it all by, you know, airball's not negative behavior. Yeah, you know, it's not negative behavior. It's normal, and uh, you know, I think you you avoid that by doing the right thing. What they did wasn't right. One of the questions we want to get into a little bit is: we have a lot of student athletes here. What advice would you give uh, to student athletes at our school and around the country who are looking to extend their uh, athletic career uh, to the college level, kind of like you did? What would be your like number one thing to tell them? Well, I don't know that I have any advice. Just play hard, and uh, you know, I mean. The, the ones that move on to play at the next level are the ones that are, are valued by teams at that level and coaches. Uh, so, you know, make yourself the most valuable commodity you can. Be prepared. And, uh, but, you know, whether it's no matter what you do, whether you're a musician, a musician or an athlete or an engineer, you know, I don't think anybody should pour all their energies into just one thing. So, you know, when you're not playing, make sure you're, you're taking care of other things so that you have a, a complete and balanced life. That's what, the, what I hope I've done. I think that's good advice for anybody. There you heard it, folks. Uh, kind of, uh, wow, uh, still a little bit shocking. Uh, our first, uh, that was our first big interview, and I, I mean, 
I don't want to sound like a bunch of amateurs here on this podcast, but guess what? We are a bunch of amateurs out on this podcast. Yeah. So we're super jacked up. Um, first off, uh, just want to give a big shout out to all those people listening who tuned into this and also big thank you, uh, to Jay Billis, who is, uh, kind enough to give us uh 10 12 minutes of his time out of a busy schedule how did you guys feel doing this interview let's just talk quickly about the interview nutty just nutty i mean <laughs> mom if you're listening out there you you remember about a week ago when jay Not billis emailed go. me emailed me for the first time you know i literally almost passed out and to this day when he called us i still was freaking out sweating it was oh, just i mean i know he wasn't here but the fact that we got him in on a call and just an amazing experience and i hope you folks will tell more folks and we can gain more listeners and, you know, yeah. get more interviews for yeah. you guys. I mean, exactly. We, we want to give the people what they want. Yeah. We are, want we are on the cusp of trying more people, but you uh, know, we'll let you know. Yeah. It was probably like the most awesome thing I've ever been a part of just, you know, being able to interview a celebrity, especially a sports celebrity. Cause you know, I'm all about the sports life. Yeah. And I was just, I was like so nervous, so excited at the same time. Just a lot of emotions. Yeah. It, it was, it was great. It was the best experience ever. <laughs> it was so good. It, yeah. it trumps everything. Oh, yeah. you but, bet. Yeah, well, folks, we got a lot more ahead. We're going to talk yep. more about college basketball, get back into that a little bit more about what Jay Bill has talked about and what we think personally. Also, we're going to get into, um, like we said earlier, the NFL and the NBA with our guest Stretch. So You bet. So let's, uh, let's go off the Billis interview for a little bit. Uh, he likes North Carolina. Uh, are we shocked by that? <laughs> no. I. To be honest, I'm not shocked, but I, I'm not. A big bandwagon of North Carolina. I, I mean, when he said Kansas, I do have to agree with is that, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is a pretty darn good team, and I, I agree with him. The Big Twelve is the best conference in college basketball, right? Yeah. Now. So, do they? How many teams do they get to the Final Four? Then is the big question. Big Twelve. You bet. No, like exactly like Jay Bill has said. You know, in past years there've always been one to bust. You know. Iowa State, almost every year, yeah. they just upsetting. They are, every time they lose, it's a bracket buster. So I, I think one will make it. Yeah, and you know, no I, more than one. I no think that, you know, seeing that Oklahoma lost and Kansas lost, and, you know, just seeing those teams lose, I, it's, it could happen. You know, they could, they could just have that downfall. Even the first round of the tournament, you never know. Yeah, anything could happen. There's such a wide stretch right now. Any team, honestly, could take it because so many teams are being upset. Do you think, so, uh, with so many teams being upset, is there going to be another Cinderella story? Are we going to have another Florida golf I'd course? I'd really love it. I, I really mean, would. I don't know. Monmouth. Monmouth? Yes. yes. Only to see their bench uh, for a long time on ESPN and all over the place. Yes. Um. Uh, now, though, on to some sad news. Uh, Andrew Smith out of Butler uh, dies at the age of 25. Uh, you know, I know Brad Stevens took a leave of absence. To me, anytime anybody dies of cancer, it's a very sad thing. Uh, but when someone as young as 25 die or, or at the age of 25 dies, it's really sad. Um, so we're just going to give a little quick tribute about what he meant to that Butler program. Yeah, that he was he was a huge contributor to those Final Four seasons that they had, and uh, I. If you're listening, Mr. Smith and the family, we'd like to uh, give you our sympathies, and uh, you'll be in our hearts. So, you bet. Um, should we move on to NFL then? Moving on to NFL, unless anybody has any final uh, NCAA thoughts. I guess we could talk about the uh, Oklahoma State player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. To talk yeah. about Colin. Yeah, I guess just to give a little mention, just because I thought it was pretty hilarious. Um, so this Oklahoma State guy, I, apparently he was mad at the ref because he wanted a foul. Ref did not call a foul. So the ref's running down the court because the ball is going to the other end. The guy sticks his foot out, 
and trips the ref. <laughs> now, I mean, you wouldn't have thought that, right? I mean, from the angle that you were first seen, that I first saw, you know, I didn't think he intentionally tripped him, but when you zoom in and you see the, the close camera angle, it definitely, he definitely intentionally sticks his foot out, almost out of his way, just to trip the ref, and the ref immediately got up, called it technical. So that was pretty exciting to watch. So, yeah. Kyle, do you think he intentionally tripped him? I do. Well, I didn't see it. I didn't. So I, yeah, I can't. I, didn't I can't comment on that. But yeah, like, I saw it. I, ca- I thought it was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a suspension for the for the young man who intentionally tripped a referee? I I can see a, I, a I mean, one game suspension. Yeah. Maybe no more than that. Yeah, I don't think you get away with those kind of things. No. I mean, especially on national TV when it, you know. You, yeah. Absolutely. Instant yeah. replay that can catch that. So. Absolutely. Um, now we're going to swing into the NFL. Yeah, we're going we're to swing right into the NFL. Um, not not the greatest transition we've done, but that's okay. Yep. She um, said this is going to be a little. No, 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 no. My my bracket is literally busted. Mine was busted. Yeah, last two time. years in a row. Now we have to lose in terrible fashion. First the onside kick last year, and now losing on the like what it was the second or third play of OT. Like ugh. yeah, but what do you guys think about Aaron Rodgers? Completing two Hail Mary passes in the same season. Well, hey, I, I like in that uh, second round game, I'd like to give uh, his receiver, the receivers, more credit than Aaron Rodgers. Just saying, Rodgers played mediocre. Like he's done all season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Hail Mary's is not how you want to live and die your season. True. Um, but, but like, like be- Mike McCarthy said, I don't even know what the H-E double hockey sticks are passes anymore. Yeah, you bet. Uh, but just let all you, uh, all, all the, all the pod fam out there who's watching, not everybody in this room is disappointed that the Packers lost. Oh, I, no. on one hand, I'm just ecstatic because <laughs> the Hail Mary happened. There was hope in your hearts and that was all crushed by Larry Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> How you leave him 15, 10, 15 yards open is beyond me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did, we did, uh, impress. The stretch. The Packers right? did impress because, you know, you look at the first game versus Arizona. We were thinking coming to this game, oh goodness, it's going to happen again, but it didn't. We actually had the lead going on until the fourth. But, but in the end, it happened. Yeah. Uh, stretch. We're going to bring in our guest, uh, Zach Thiel. Stretch, what did you think about that Packers loss? You know, in the end, the better team won. It, there, you could, if they would have won, you would have just been saying the Packers are a Cinderella story this year. Yeah, you're right. I had, I had it all. I had all the excuses. But I just want to say, with the youth they have on this team, hopefully they can get something done in the future. Because otherwise, there's got, there's got a lot of questions to be answered about the coaching staff yeah, in Green Bay. That was my next question for the, for the pod squad here. Do you fire McCarthy? You give him one year to do what? Yes, I, I, so, I agree. I agree. To win one more year, more than like, one playoff game at a time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I think we just give him one more year because, like, I know the the falls shouldn't revolve around one player, but like, I feel like the loss of Jordy Nelson definitely had an impact on this team. So, you know, the thing is though, we had to improvise, and I guess it just it didn't work out the way we wanted to. Let's so let's see next year. How McCarthy can do, and if if he can't get it done again, then I I think we boot him. What about Dom Capers? Yeah, defensive coordinator. I don't, I didn't think the defense was too terrible. The I def- think it was the offense this year. The Packers defense yeah. actually held pretty strong. I mean, yeah. some weak points. The defense uh, actually kept us in games more than the offense did. Yeah, secondary is kind of weak. You might yes. want to look at maybe mm-hmm. some free agency. Uh, well, right. no, sorry, Ted Thompson doesn't do free agency. You might want to look in the draft for that, and hopefully <laughs> someone plays out. Uh, hint, hint, if you want a better team, you should probably go to 
uh, free agency. Now, I'm not an expert, though. Um, but, yeah, uh, heartbreaking fashion uh, for all those Packer fans out there. Uh, happy day for me. But, again, the, uh, as a Bears fan, they didn't make the playoffs either, so I don't have much to much to get fired up about. And your offensive coordinator left. Yeah, and that's what hopefully then Jay Cutler is going to get traded to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, hopefully next year, coming back with that wide receiving crew with Jordy Nelson, uh, Randall Cobb once uh, getting injured um, in the first half. And, you know, I just think that if Ro- Rodgers does figure something out or whatever's going on, I have no idea. It's, um, you know, nobody knows, I guess. We don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I just think that they're going to they're gonna surprise some people next year. You know, even though they did start out 6-0 and this year, you could say it was a pretty decent season. I just think next year that they're just going to all get that mojo back, you know? Yeah, the mojo. The mojo oh, yeah. Maybe, like maybe uh, to bring in our next topic, how scary do the Carolina Panthers actually look? Well, as far as goodness. Yeah. First half, I mean, I it looked good from crazy. the defense. But, like, they Seattle did turn the ball over a lot. But then the second half, they couldn't even put up a yeah, point. Exactly. And Seattle realistically could have almost won that game. Poor they clock were, management. Yeah. Yeah. In there. yeah, but wouldn't you have played conservative if you're up 31 to nothing? I mean, yeah, uh, that I, usually I doesn't happen that. in the NFL where you come back like no, by not all in, points. No, not everyone is TCU and comes back true, true. down 31 oh, at the half. Yeah, work. exactly. But you think you, they would have at least scored maybe one or two more touchdowns. I, I, I give you that. But maybe yeah. but maybe they figured, you know, we'll run the ball, run the clock out, and, you know, maybe they just weren't getting anything. And when it comes to that third down, they were they, – pass and you know just wasn't yeah weren't getting yeah. those first downs either way i feel we're in for a, a really good nfc championship game between yes. um carolina panthers or the carolina newtons and the uh arizona, arizona arians the arians <laughs> well yeah i, I i'd want to see this game because yeah. it, it's the number one versus the number two and probably the i think the best two teams in the nfl who do we got I'm going. I'm going Arizona. I'm sticking with my bracket, even though it's already kind of just junk after Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna stick with my bet. Go Carol, or I'm not. No, sorry. I'm gonna stick with my original pick and go Cards. I. I have faith in Carson Palmer. I like the Cardinals as well. Stretch. Who do you got? I do have to go with Arizona. Bruce Arians already said Carson Palmer is not going to be as timid. In this next game, as he was in the Packer the, uh, yeah. game, getting the cobwebs yeah, out because that was of. his first playoff win. If I'm oh, correct, sure. yeah. Arians yeah. is a better coach. I feel he's more aggressive. Yeah, for sure. Okay, you know, I think just seeing how Arizona, yeah, maybe like Stretch said, Palmer was a little nervous, but they really have been having problems with their offense the past couple of weeks. You know, big losses. Not Seattle. being able to run. Yeah, and, you know, Green Bay, I guess, yeah, they did win, but still having those struggles, and, you know, the Green Bay offense, once again, could not score. But, you know, Carolina looked very scary against Seattle, getting that big W, I'm getting up big in the first half. You know, as much as I want to say Carolina, I think Arizona, even though they're away, that defense for them is tough. Yes, they are tough, and I think they're going to win this game. Switching the other side, AFC. AFC. As long as the Patriots do not win, nope. we'll be happy here. No, we won't be. You want? Why do you want? The I, I'm not. I don't. Everybody's down on them. I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't want to be Patriots honest. Down. I don't care who wins this one. I'm not a fan of either teams. Yeah, good point. Hey, either way, we can all agree we do not have to hear Cheeks yell, 
Chiefs football right. anymore. But I but I can't I can't see Deflate Gate going two years ago. So no. go Denver Man. Well, the Denver happen. Manning. Yeah. Denver, Denver Mannings. Mannings. Yes. Um so a there's a lot of people here on the pod, uh the pod squad who are a little bit upset about the Steelers uh fumbling away potential victory. Is this deja vu? And those of you who pick the Steelers, what say you? Well, I didn't. I'll, I'll go first since Stone's talking. I didn't. I didn't pick the Steelers. I picked the Denver Mannings. But you know, I still wanted the Steelers to win because they were. I believe they were the sixth seed. If I'm right, I didn't. I yeah, didn't they fact were. Check that. But they were. Yeah, they were the sixth seed, and I, I just wanted wanted them to win. I like the Steelers. I like Big Ben and what he's been doing. But I just think it's really hard for the Steelers to win when you don't have your leading receiver and. Yep. Your two best running backs, but you know, kudos to the Steelers for you know even being in that game against Denver. Good point, Colin. Very good, good point. Um, in other moves in the NFL, we're going to have some movement of teams, not just players this year. The Raiders. No, no, we have. Well, first off, we, the Raiders <laughs> aren't moving yet. That's I know. A couple years away. I know. I know. Um, but they 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 might be. They might be. Um, I speculate. Well, first off, we have the the, the, the Rams. Rams returning to their uh, Los Angeles home. Going to play in the dump of a coliseum for a year or so until they can get a new hey, stadium. Hey, it's not a dump yet. They're going to fix it up. Oh, well, okay. They're, it's uh, Calm down. currently a dump. In the future, maybe not so much yeah. of a dump. Um, and I also, we just saw an article on ESPN about the San, uh, Raiders' possible move to San Antonio. Does that have any weight, gentlemen? Yes. I, why, uh, I don't understand why. why. Well, stretch, why do you think it's got weight? Well, this is a bad reason why, but the San Antonio Spurs are black and gray. Yeah. yeah. Oakland Raiders are black and gray. It makes oh. perfect marketing sense. I like it. I yeah. like it. I wish we had Vixen here to talk about that. He can uh, go nuts. Uh, talk. He's not here. He bailed yeah. on us. Today. Next go week, folks. Raiders go. Yeah. Next week, folks. Tune in for cloth talk with the man, the myth, the legend, Tyler Vixmer, telling you about all those new jerseys. It's going to be epic. He's going to talk about people's shoes. He might talk about new courts, colors. Drop some Yeezys. And yeah, you think you you think you know everything, but no. He Once you hear from this guy, you'll know every jersey. The man tell, looks tell him up quick, every single hour of the day. You bet he does. Skyler told me a story about uh, the Badgers, the Vix he told you last year. Oh. About. Tell tell the tell the people the story. They they want to hear it. Give so the people what they as, want. As many know, the Badgers, the Wisconsin Badgers, switched um, uh, their clothing brand, one could say, to Under Armour. Uh, great great for Wisconsin athletics. But here's the thing Jesus that really got me got me going. Last year, around this time, I'd say, if not a little before, Tyler Vixmer comes up to me and he's like, Skyler, did you hear?" Un- Wisconsin's going to switch to Under Armour. I'm like, Vixmer, what are you talking about? You know, I, I researched this. I looked at so many things. I could not find it. How he knew that this was going to happen, I have no idea. Maybe he has he's a man psychic. on the inside. Yeah. He's a magician. Yeah. Unbelievable. That, yeah, that was unbelievable. Um, In free agency moves here in the NFL, RG3 kind of the big talk. I think at least with us. Where's he going? Uh, DC Gruden still want him anymore. Yeah, the, well, the DC's got Kirk Cousins. They don't need hey, Yeah. Yep. Also, you know, another person that's going to be going in the free agency is Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Both, both, my prediction is both Money. end up in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're both sad. That, yeah. yeah, I think the three teams that it says here, RG3, is looking to have the most um, chance of going to is the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Texans. Now, Texans. I don't know. The Eagles, Sam Bradford, not. I don't, he's not the, not a, not a good quarterback. I'm just gonna say he's not a good quarterback. So I don't know. Maybe RG3 can 
have some good seasons there. Houston's still looking for a quarterback. I mean, they had, I think, four or five starting different starting quarterbacks this year, so they got to get that figured out. And the Cowboys have Tony Romo, but he gets injured all the time. Usually, shoulder, oh. usually a shoulder injury. Yeah. And so, they're still looking for a, a, a backup that can actually win games. Yeah, I have a quick question. It's not on the agenda, and it's a little off topic, but, you know, we talked about McCarthy just not having the best of year that he would hold. Same with Rodgers. Now, do we give Rodgers a couple more years or a year before we put someone else in the saddle, or do you think this was just an off year? No, this is just... I think it's just an off year. I don't I don't think yeah. you can just judge Aaron Rodgers right. on one bad yeah, year. Yeah, right mean, after one one bad season. After you know, going, like, I don't know, he's be still one of the best quarterbacks in right. the NFL. Oh, for sure, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But I think Mike McCarthy needed to do a better job with like handling his personnel over the year because you know Good without call. Jordy Nelson you don't have that deep threat. They brought in James Jones. They have Devonta Adams, Randall Cobb. All of them are oh, not Janice. deep threats. Abaderis. Yeah, I know they yeah, didn't. Yeah, the Bucky native. Yeah, McCarthy didn't play him until like week sixteen though. So because yeah. Janice would he not have played in the playoff game had everyone else gotten injured. Well, but he should have been playing. and Abaderis because they're both deep threats. Yes. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers has that arm. He's got that 65-yard arm. Yeah, he just wants off. to unleash. Just let him do Hail Marys. You'll probably win more games. Yeah. Yeah. Say, hey, go deep. I'm just going to chuck it. McCarthy <laughs> needs to streets. be. streets. Nines all day. McCarthy needs to be more aggressive, like Bruce Arians. Speak yeah, we don't like speaking conservative. Of, speaking of Packer coaches, we got a little uh, newsworthy items that Sky was going to go. We have uh, breaking news Packers fire tight end coach uh, Jerry Fontenot and running back coach Sam Gash. Uh, Mr. Olhoff asks, who's next? I say Mike McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, McCarthy's contract, he also said, said it goes to 2018. Yeah, 2018, so he's going to be here for a while. But, you know, showing, tight end coach, I guess tight ends really didn't do we that didn't ha- much. We didn't have one. Except for that Hail Mary by Richard Rodgers. Richard. That he um, and also the running back coach, I, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about that. Like, the running game was... Mediocre. Eddie Lacy was OJ Mayo. Yes. yes Eddie Lacy went OJ Mayo from last year. And Mike McCarthy actually blatantly said Eddie Lacy needs to lose weight. I think yesterday in the interview, like last conference day. Um, But that just adds, I think, guys, to the coaching carousel that is the NFL. Yep. I mean, we have. There's some new moves. Chip Kelly going from the Eagles to the 49ers. I don't think that's a good fit. You, you don't? don't? No, don't. not unless he gets Marcus Mariota. Well, I mean, what like, about, like, Chip Kelly has tried to transform the Eagles into a quick, fast, high-powered offense, and it really didn't work. So, like, what is he going to do with the 49ers? That's his, well, I, I think mean, he that's has, what he does in Oregon. That's what he, right. I think he has a quarterback it, that could be better yeah. better but than he doesn't, the Eagles. Exactly. Colin Kaepernick. You think Kaepernick's right. better? Uh, yeah. Kaepernick well, is a better better quarterback. I don't think Kaepernick's got it anymore. Kaepernick well, Eagles didn't have that. I know, but my point is that Kaepernick doesn't work anywhere because you have it works 30... with Newton though. Newton's not Kaepernick. No, I know, True. but I'm saying like that's the way Chip Kelly rolls. You need a running and a passing I, quarterback. I get that, but my point is, I think unless Chip Kelly can do something amazing, you have 30 of the best defensive minds in Amer- in, in the football world trying to stop somebody. I think these people have figured out how to contain. Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, no. a change yeah. in the coach. He's nothing great. This year was just you no. Know, so I just don't. I don't think it's a good. He didn't pick. even start all the games. So, but I mean, um, if you if you look at it, Marcus Mariota, you could kind of compare it to a Colin Kaepernick, the same style of play. I mean, a running quarterback can also pass. 
Maybe mediocre. He can. He's got a mediocre. Okay. Passion, but anyway, he can still do it. I mean, he's still playing in the NFL. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, true. He's better than you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. We're starting wow. with that. You're yeah. better than All you. Right, let's not get fired here. Yeah, I like to throw some Easy. guys back in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think as far as coaching goes, that's kind of the, the biggest move. Um, you know, just because of Chip Kelly, yeah. um, having such of the. Uh, Wait, the the parade around him and and he's this great offensive and, mind and stuff and, like that. And uh, uh, Ben McAdoo to the Giants, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, I'm also done. curious to see how yeah how the Giants offensive coordinator is going to do coaching. In the Bears, coaching, yeah. offensive coordinator uh, offensive coordinator goes to uh, Dolphins. Yeah. Also, and, there is Hugh Jackson going to Cleveland. He actually, I read an article about him saying how he does not want Johnny Manziel on his football team. No, Johnny Manziel is junk. I'll tell you who does, Jerry Jones, because he's all about the money. <laughs> he's all about money, Manziel, <laughs> yes. and money RG3. <laughs> They're going to play two quarterbacks at once. New strategy in Dallas. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> do, do we hate the Cowboys as a pod? Can we agree on that? Yes. More than the sure. Dukies in the Alabama? Yeah, we do hate the Dukies. Uh, actually, actually, why don't we just pick a team to hate on in every like sports category, whether it's college, collegiate or well, pro? And this one, I... I think I might have to go with the Patriots. No. Yeah, no, I don't like to play. I hate gate. the Patriots. I hate the Patriots as well. We, we hate look? the Belichicks? Yeah. yeah. How do why, you like Why them? do you like the Belichicks? Because I like Belichick. I like the way he no. just doesn't care and he'll... You know, the... <laughs> they can actually care. prove something also. Cowboys can't prove anything. Yeah, like the, the, all the Patriots do is win. All all Bill Belichick knows yeah. how to do is give the like players them. right <laughs> at their prime... Yeah. Went on their way down. Get out of here. You're done. Yeah. He'll get someone else and dominate. That's, I just respect that for some reason. That, that's just me. That's Maybe a, I'm old school. That's literally why we don't like him. That's, <laughs> that's either wins all the time. I'm done talking about the end. About any team, though. So you're sick of Greg Popovich then? No, no, no. 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 So that's why I like I like Belichick and Popovich in the same vein. Pop is not afraid to turn up the heat on the brick, like the actual that. heat in the stadium. To that's make the brick that is sweat true. and cramp up, getting carried <laughs> off the court. Yeah. Nothing made me happier. Sorry. No. Yeah. I got wild there. I apologize. Does that? <laughs> you, you not fireable worthy, though, so you're good. No, I didn't get fired. No. Um, but anyways, uh, that's NFL. We got a huge coaching carousel, free agency. Uh, we're going to have the draft coming up. Things are going to get exciting for the NFL offseason. Um, I mean, like... But the NFL does not have anything on the NBA offseason. I mean, people flying to each other's houses, getting locked in. We <laughs> talked about that last time. NBA offseason's far off. Oh, wow, yeah. But speaking of the NBA, Bucks beat the Bulls a week ago. That was awesome. Jimmy Butler went off for 53. Is Jimmy Butler all-star worthy? He was. He did go off against the 76ers, um, which everybody's like, oh, it's 76. 76ers still a uh, moderately pro team, like yeah. half pro team. I'd say. Is this significant? Is Jimmy Butler the real deal? Is he an all-star? Yes. Yes. I think he's an all-star. I think I think it is significant that he went off for 53 against, even if it's against the 76ers, because it's hard to go off for 53 against any team yeah. in the NBA, regardless of how good or how bad they are. I agree. I will tell you, I read a Zach Lowe article this yeah. morning, and he Zach. had Jimmy Butler as a starter in the East. I agree. I need to read that article. Didn't uh, Zach Lowe read an article recently about the Bucks? I did not read it. What the blank is going yeah. on with the Bucks? Well, yeah. the Bucks right now they're they're actually kind of hitting stride. Hopefully, they don't mm-hmm. that inconsistency doesn't kick in. But they're twenty first you know, in the power rankings. They're sad. A Middleton <laughs> has found his stride. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, Middleton on my fantasy team just lighten it up. Um, I love it. Now that we got Zach Feel, and for those of you who don't know about stretch, 
He is one of the biggest Bucks fans. He was losing his mind last year when I would rattle his cage about the Bucks possibly not being in Milwaukee anymore. I think he went home and had nightmares about that thought. Uh, Stretch, if you could, you know, we want to bring you on. We want to get you on the uh, on on the record. Talk about the Bucks season so far. Go. Um, right now, the past like month and a half, they've been playing 500 ball, which they should have started at because you know they started at like what 200 something whatever. So they're doing good now, but because they're just awful start, it doesn't even matter. I'm kind of glad they're probably going to miss the postseason because that it will allow for another quality draft pick. You can analyze. Tank? Yeah, do you start stanking it up for Simmons? I I don't know if you tank or not. I You take this season to analyze what you've got because... If Carter Williams is hit and miss. Get rid of him. I don't. I'm not sure. It, he honestly, he might be able to thrive in like a six man kind of role. Go against the smaller backups. Um, it, Greg Monroe was a great signing. It put Milwaukee on the free agent market. I don't think it was, but that's okay. But well, he's awesome on offense. Like he's pretty guaranteed, almost double double. But his defense is nowhere to be found. I agree, and uh, and I think what the Bucks had going for them going to last year is they got these guys that are six eight, tall, lanky, and fast. And like I, I just don't think Monroe really fits in with that plan, which is kind of hindering their ability to win. I think. trade for Bogey. You know, yes. well, okay, if you're playing Greg Monroe right now, I don't know if Bogey is the greatest Boogie, player, but Boogie is, it would bring in money. But Bogey helps any team. We know that. It's truth. I, I want to bring his name up because he used to be a legend. Zach Lowe always rooted for him, but then yeah. he ran into problems. Larry Sanders. Is it, what? Oh, what? Just, just wait. Just the wait. Drug addict. Just wait. <laughs> the Nobody Bucks, said Larry Sanders in a year. On anywhere. The Bucks. Anywhere. The style they have right now. Is he still even on the roster? No. Well, they got to pay him. They got to pay him, but he's not on the <laughs> roster. So you're talking about bringing Larry Sanders back? No, I'm not talking about bringing Larry Sanders back. But he was the ideal type of center on court that fit their mold. The Not the big bruiser that's slow to get up and down the court, but he can put back shots and he can protect the rim. That's the key thing. You got, like, Boogie Cousins and Greg Monroe. They, just, they can work in the post. Zubo. But they're slow, and well, with Monroe, you don't get defense. If you get the guys that can rim protect and put up baskets, kind of like John Henson, if he could ever learn how to do anything in the post, you'd have your guy. What about oh. those hook shots, though? Yeah, he's got. That he can dirt. only make them from his left hand. Yeah, and stretch. You love the hook shot. I do, but he's got to be able to do more than left hand. He's got to be able to memorize a couple other post moves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Stretch is how shocking is how, or the East being this good? Did you see this coming? Because I sure didn't. No, I was completely surprised by Houston falling off the face of the earth. Yeah, I am go? mad that they fired Kevin McHale. That was a knee jerk reaction. Completely. I I just think Houston is a terrible team. They got their two star. They're two-star players that are supposed to be the leaders of the team. Do not act like leaders whatsoever. Um, it From the past few years trending, the whole NBA has flipped where 
Like a year ago, there were 10 teams out west trying to get into the playoffs, and there was like three teams in the east that, that deserved to be in the playoffs. And now you got so many teams out east that are all of a sudden becoming good. I wish the Bucks were up there also. They're not. Orlando Magic took their place. (laughs) And the Hornets. And the Hornets. Well, it's because they got rid of Lance. Yeah, you can't get rid of the 8th grader. You can need him back. You'll be better. Which, by the way, anybody... Oh, we talked about that last week. Never mind. Uh, The meme about Lance Stevenson blowing the field goal for Minnesota. (laughs) Yes. Um, Folks, I don't want to interrupt, but I cannot believe I just heard that song. (laughs) That was beyond words ridiculous. Hold on. We're going to get there. We don't even know what we're talking about. This might even be bigger than the Billis interview. Um, (laughs) Stretch. Nothing beats that, though. Warriors-Cavs. Warriors uh, took it to the Cavs. And anybody can weigh on in this. Uh, is Is that kind of a... I, I can't even think of the word uh, omen. Omen is the word I'm looking for, for all you fans of the English language. Is that an omen for, uh, you know, the East, even though they're better, not being able to win uh, the championship this year? Like LeBrick, really. Yes. Um, you know, when LeBron came back to Cleveland, Which where, wherever, wherever he goes, all of a sudden the GM is doing knee-jerk reactions and LeBron's acting like the GM. Then. LeBron is the GM. Yeah, pretty much. But I don't know if they go back to last year. I don't know if they should have hired David Blatt as the head coach. He's completely new to the NBA. And what, he won four championships in Israeli league or something with yeah. Tel Aviv. That, that the Euro step is hot. They want to get that, that Euro ball. Okay. Compared to NBA, how good is that league? It's not good. Yeah, see. So, I don't... Obviously, he's done something because he led him last year to the finals in his first year. But they should have gone out and hired I don't, someone that's familiar with the NBA and can manage egos. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Stretch. Like, I agree with you. I don't know if this is just David Black, but for what I see in the NBA, it kind of just seems like the players just run the team, not the coach. Some some teams not Popovich though. I mean, like what you you did not have that not Pop or like ooh ooh idea Tom Thibodeau to the Cavs. I don't know. He's been involved with the Nets with the Nets right now. But but who really wants to coach the Nets? Let's be honest. Tom Thibodeau will for money. (laughs) Yeah. But like Tom Thibodeau was back to my original point of of was one of those coaches who he ran the team. Like he ran hard practices. He did all that foolishness. Right. Um, okay, you were just talking about players running the team. I want to give an example of a coach running even the general manager, Jason Kidd. Yeah. Keeps sticking his hands in John Hammond's business. Going back, I don't know what he was thinking. You know, Rashad Vaughn maybe could turn out into something good for the Bucks, but compared to Bobby Portis, who Bobby won Portis. Like, I was watching the draft this past summer. Wait. Who's he? Who's he playing well for right now? Is he even playing? He's yeah, getting some minutes. Get, get, how? Because he's got how many guys in front of him? Well, one less now because he's out. Yeah. Either way, he's playing for my Chicago Bulls. Your Bulls need to trade a few guys away before they can get. You're right. to Bobby. Like get rid of Taj Gibson. Yeah, and like package up Paul Gasol and bring in Boogie. Maybe <laughs> debatable. Oh, debatable. debatable. They, they need to pe- They need to keep Gasol. 
Yeah, I, I just want Boogie. I'll give everybody but Jimmy Butler away for Boogie on the Bulls. That's not realistic, but I'll do it. Yeah, we have a Boogie lover in here. I love Boogie. Wait, you'd even give up Gasol for Boogie? Oh, okay. All right, for Boogie. Any, anybody for Boogie but Butler. But Gasol's having a good year this year. He is. That's yeah. why we get rid of him for Boogie. Yeah. Get old Vladdy Divac on the phone. That's a major challenge. Major challenge. Major, major. Um, challenge. So, uh, to wrap up the NBA here quick because we, we are uh, getting a little long here. Um, Stretch, who's your pick for the NBA Finals this year? And what's the matchup? Can I do conference championships? Yeah, of course. You can do whatever you want. Okay, it all depends on seating, but you got out west, you got to go Spurs, Warriors, if the seating lines Works up. Works up, okay. Which I think it will. Right now it's looking like it will. And whoever wins that, it's going to be the winner of that series is going to be whoever lost the regular season series between the two teams. You just got to make a pick. It, I, I'm probably going to have to go with the Warriors. Wrong. I don't care. That's a bad idea. Go. Have a bad day. Challenge go. that. That's a major, major challenge. challenge. Here's why. Here's why. Okay, go. Okay, they won the championship last year. And normally when the team wins the championship, all they can do throughout the summer with NBA talk is talk about, oh, my God, this team just won the championship. They're going to repeat next year. Think about every time LeBron won in Miami, even the Spurs, when they upset LeBron. That was awesome. It was. But this summer, all anyone could talk about was either what's going to happen in Cleveland with who are they going to bring in? What's going to change so they can go back and win? LaMarcus Aldridge going to the Spurs. Go, Spurs, go. Which the Spurs are a very good team. They're they're the second best team in the NBA, no doubt. Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the NBA on both sides you of the You know, ball. if the NBA changed it from conferences to just like March Madness where you see everyone. Out of control. Get, then you could have no. everyone's dream fantasy of a no. Spurs-Warriors final. Stretch, I'm saying no to that because there's... The excitement in the NBA is not even close to the excitement Ooh. in NCAA college. The best. finals are well, good. The finals are not good. A, not close to March Madness. No. Ah, uh, maybe. No. Yeah. Um, people don't take off work for the finals. They take off work for March Madness. <laughs> That's probably true. I true. true. <laughs> so, favorite holiday of the year. Favorite time of the year for me. March Madness. Yeah. Anybody else have anything? Uh, so, do you you want to hit that? Poor Zynga song. Yeah. Oh, if anyone, if anyone, if anyone didn't know, there's a new. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know. There's a new song out for <laughs> our man. Well, first of all, there's the the first song. Oh, that's epic. That that song is is our intro song. Poor yeah, yeah. That's, that's epic. But yeah, this that's new song, song you know, Porzingis is our man here. We love Porzingis. We got this Latvian flag. We and love right the Latvian legends. Anyway, the biggest thing in our pod. This song is... Uh, started it. Uh, keep calm like Kristaps Porzingis. Because you have to keep calm. You know, I have... It is literally <laughs> probably the worst song I've ever heard. Now, let me explain to you. <laughs> I've me, never heard this song Let, let me explain to you. I, you we'll show, to, I just listened to, to it before. Let me explain to you what happens in the field the whole time. There's a Kristaps Porzingis jersey just waving in the wind. It's <laughs> snowing. And then they have two Lamborghinis and then just two guys just singing. <laughs> Sounds like the best video ever. No. Yeah, they got they got terrible auto tune also. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it's let's hear it. Let's are we gonna play it? I we, I mean we, we can play and get our reactions. Yeah, I, I or it. should we save it for next week? I mean I got we it. Can have, I got it right here. Yeah, two we minutes. Can play it. Two minutes. Can we, we play we, it on the pod for the people? Co- no, I know oh, copyright I don't think we can do it. Yeah, copyright um, issues. Let me watch the first like minute of it here. Let's just hang on folks. I know we've been going on, just bear with me. I gotta watch the Lamborghinis.
Yeah, you'll hear it in the background. Um, it's by Olas. Keep calm like Christoph Porzingis. It already has 316,000 views, so you know it's hot. Well, I, I, just because there's Porzingis in it. I mean, let's be honest here. Oh, this is good. <laughs> That's sarcasm, no, folks. Is, no, yeah. no, no, no. There's not sarcasm. The auto-tune is not bad like you guys said. No, the other song is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's terrible. Yeah, folks. I love Porzingis it. Porzingis was... He actually started this, to be honest. In yeah. a way. Oh, we yeah. started talking about, you know... We'd love to talk about him every week. He's just a legend. Yeah, we need to get him on the pod. Yeah. If anybody for some reason knows Kristaps Porzingis. If any, if any Latvians out there listening and have an inside scoop into Porzingis. We, we, we want to know. Need we, we need his email. We want to talk to him. Like, we got his country's got flag. flag in here. And like I said, pound for pound, people for people, we have the most per capita Porzingis fan in New Holstein High School. Fans. Oh, yeah, that's you. And Raffer fans. In New Holstein High School. Outside of Latvia, New York City, the most live here. So yeah. I feel like Chris Tosporzingus would want to talk to us. But, um, anyways, I think that wraps up our pod for today. Um, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. We'd like to thank especially Jay Bills for taking yeah. the time. That was epic. We're still and Mr. in Nye. awe. Mr. Nye for kind of setting that up and getting it in and doing the intro. Because to be honest, we we're all a little scared to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're all nervous. Yeah, but we got it out and. Um, it was awesome. So hopefully you tune in next week, and hopefully we can get some more people. Yep. Adios. Yeah. Again, uh, big thank fam. you to Jay Bills. Follow him at Jay Bills on Twitter. Also follow the NH Pod at the NH Pod. We'll see you next time, folks. Pod fam. Yeah. <laughs>